legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's up, everyone? How you guys? Yeah, I knew that was going to happen right there. I got to keep Mike off of that button over there. Mikey, I'm taking control of the show. Leave my damn channel alone. But anyway, guys, we got uh, interviews with a bait man, with the uh, chapter president, as well as their lawyer now. You know, he goes by Dandy or Dandy or something like that. Dandy Lions. I just call him Gandhi. It's easier for me. You know how Hollywood goes and all that good stuff. But uh, should be a good one today we're gonna learn a little bit about a bait maybe uh hollywood gets some of his questions answered you know i've been kind of bumping on him lately uh especially when i was doing the biker news and stuff like that so maybe i can get some answers on that a lot of important questions a lot of important questions but i'm gonna be running the the deal here mikey you're you're yeah right computer okay right let's go ahead let's go and blame me for your laggy ass internet you know it's the top of the speed it must be that communist oh. crap in california okay no no you know, i'm telling you it's just bit of gasoline or something you think they really want internet around but anyway yeah, right. what got you to get a bait on is it to answer my questions what's going on here so I actually had a, a a very special person from Abate, the Michigan chapter, reach out to me and said, hey, look, you know, I, I know we're not X, Y, and Z type club, but we would love to be able to have the opportunity to come out and talk about, you know, what we do. Um, you know, we may not be as impressive as the rest. And I'm like, yo relax. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about that. If, if you're a biker, uh, uh, whether it's a club or whatever, a club doesn't make you a biker. You know what I mean? A, all the, those kind of things. And we cover everything biker related. So right. um, yeah, this ain't uh, club related on this one. A bait is exactly. a uh, motorcycle rights uh, organization and stuff like that. I wonder if uh, they're going to answer my question about uh, the grass clippings. Well, well, listen. That's also <laughs> the, the the truth is, is it's actually good that they're on here because oh, you stop have had the your, No, it's good that that they're on here for that for you to go ahead and ask some questions that you've you've actually been at, wondering and wanting to ask yourself this entire time. I do have to admit, man, the state organizations, they got great parties, man. They show boobies and everything at some of these, especially hey, well, over that at... That sounds uh, like a great time to me. Well, you know, we're not into one legs, but anyway, uh, we're yeah, looking... Man, they over, pay a lot. They in good in Iowa, them. man, they got some kick-ass parties, that Freedom uh, Party. That's a pretty good one, I hear. Nice. So I lots bet. of boobies there. You know, I'm a good booby guy. But uh, who did you we got on that? Uh, we're gonna be taking. We got about uh, three guests on and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So, so we've we've got we got. Don't Rob you touch it. 
Don't, don't touch you it. Do it. Don't touch got, it yet. We got Robin <laughs> Vince. And then we have Dondi, that is the actual the lawyer for that's the, that's that's Gandhi for Hollywood. For, for you, it's for easy. you. Yeah, we, we got the Hollywoodisms and and for some reason it's just gotta go that way, I guess. It's okay. It's gotta go my way. Yeah, it's it's your aware of the highway, I guess. That's for there sure. There you go. Thank you. Thank you for understanding. Yes, you're, yes, you're thank lo- you. You're hey, learning like China. you're learning like China now. That's all right. I get that's it. All right, you're a boomer. You know we accept the things we cannot change. You know. You even know what a boomer is? <laughs> I, I is. How many generation videos do we have to do? Of course, oh I my know what God. a boomer is. You don't know what a boomer is. I'm Generation X. You don't. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody over on WMMRDB, welcome to the show. We got the Sunday night going on right now. We got interviews with. A bait. We're gonna get some of your uh, questions uh, answered. We're gonna have some people from uh, over on YouTube go ahead and ask some questions as well. It's gonna be a good one, and uh, hopefully you guys will learn a lot. Uh, maybe we'll talk about some uh, MC profiling tonight, and uh, see where A bait is on that one and all that good stuff. But uh, everybody, what's up in the chat room? And we're gonna bring on. First, which one are we gonna bring on first, man? Then we'll get them all together at once. But you know, I have to do. I Let's gotta bring Rob and there. Vince both at the same time. Which one was it? Rob and Vince. Rob and Vince. Okay, let's bring them on. I'll bring them on here. There, there's Rob right there. Hey, guys, how you doing? What's up, man? Hey, is your uh, nickname your road name Q-Tip? Nope, it's not. It's actually X. <laughs> For a much more interesting X. story. <laughs> rock on then we got vince coming on right here yeah. uh who do you guys represent and uh i'm guessing when you guys are the president i'm i'm the state president we got state president benson here rock on what about you rob i am a regional coordinator which is pretty much a boots on the ground guy boots on the and ground rock I on gotta uh, tell you, it's been since middle school it's the last time i was called special Oh, rock on. Do you wear a helmet? Hey, I'm special too. It's okay. I'm special too. Hey, I like being special though. That's I, I embrace yeah. that. So. Special's okay. Yeah, rock that's on, right. man. Uh, so let's uh tell you uh let's get guys and gals in the the audience right now what Abate does and uh, what does it stands for. It, it, I have to admit, man, I've been riding a long, long time. It's kind of changed over the years and stuff like that. Uh, so let's get a rundown on that. And you know, if Mikey touches this thing again, I'm gonna knock him out. Go okay. Ahead. All right. Sorry. All right. I will never. I'll never do it again. <laughs> okay. So you want to know what the original name stood for? Yeah, let's hear about it. Uh, abate, A-B-A-T-E, uh, against uh, uh, American uh, bikers. Uh, one, there's two di- uh, different ones. The first one was uh, 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 bikers uh, against um, totalitarian enactments. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the second one was the... Uh, uh, Bikers aim toward toward education, you know. Rock on. Now I know uh, a bait. It had a lot of uh, involvement with uh, easy riders at first, especially in uh, the late seventies and stuff, when uh, a lot of people were getting their domes cracked and stuff. And they really stepped up uh, to the plate when all that was going on. 
uh, and then it evolved into a lot more of the biker rights type of stuff. And I don't know what Mike is showing me, but uh, it's a hey, helmet. That's me. That's me preventing me my my dome getting well, cracked. We, by the way, that it, just a different pun. Okay, relax. <laughs> our our first uh, couple bills obviously were helmet bills, and then um, as as to get stuff done in the legislature, we also created uh, a safety fund to paid for by cyclists for rider trading. Mm -hmm. Now I'm talking about the, the, you know, I wanted to go over to different decades and stuff like that, especially uh, the early eighties when a bait came around and I was wondering if you know some of that history of it. Oh yeah. We, we actually started in 75. Okay. Wow. Uh, Abeta, Michigan. Uh, uh, we had rallies in Detroit at uh, Kennedy square. Uh, at, uh, in the beginning, uh, they were, uh, let's say, uh, a little rowdy. <laughs> and uh, Those were uh, the days, weren't they? Those were the days. But couldn't get Politically, you can't get nothing done, though. It goes both ways. It brings people in. They love the party, love that action. But when it comes to getting stuff done, you got to have boots on the ground, people in Lansing, because that's where the – just like in California, Sacramento, that's where the laws are passed. You got to work with the legislators, and the membership mm -hmm. has to develop who their who their reps are. Know the know the process, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's the key part: knowing the process, how to get a bill in the committee, how to get it through the committee, how to get your votes on the floor. Uh, you, and the best way to get a votes on the floor, they they you know they they're politicians. They tend to tell you what you want to hear and then they'll do what they want to do. You got to have people, other politicians talk to them and they won't lie to people on their own, uh, in their own party or people that are other legislators because they mm -hmm. may need their vote sometime later. So it's a, it's a game. You got to play the game. How and far that's, that's has, years to do that. How far has a bait, uh, come within the years you said, uh, a lot of the times it had a change with the times uh, basically is what I'm hearing, but has it actually strayed to where the original purpose was? Oh yeah. We got the helmet law defeated here. And we were a tough state member. We're in Michigan. We're the automobile capital of the world. We had to, you know, we had to, to fight tooth and nail, get the right legislators to sponsor the bills. Our first bill sponsored Perry Bullard also did the hash bash in, in mm -hmm. Ann Arbor. So he um, he was considered too far to the left. And even though he sponsored the bill, he was chair of the committee, got the bill out of committee. Two days later, they, they, they went out of session. So you have to have somebody in there that knows the legislature, that knows how to get a bill passed. And then, then you got to get the votes. And that's where your mm -hmm. membership is critical. In your mm -hmm. membership, you have to be able to get people in key areas to pass laws. I've ridden in California quite a bit too, and uh, you guys have have it made. All right, compared to our riding, our normal riding season, you have oh, well, the riding season for sure. Yeah, for sure, and, and the bikes and all that, but. It's tough because in California, you got a lot of different factions, just like we have a lot, had a lot of different factions. 
got a lot of rural communities in the northern part. Well, uh, there's a lot of a lot of politics within all of California as well. You know, right. not just right. all of that. There's politics as well that go. But I rode uh, rode free in California. That was one of my my big trips out there. Actually, several trips to uh, uh, California Highway One and Yosemite and all that. I mean, great great place to to ride. But uh, the key factor is getting people in your group to actually contact their legislators, become involved with their legislators. Once they're involved with their legislators, then they'll vote the way you, way you want them to because you're helping them personally. Mm-hmm. And that's a key now. Part what about the you know, you're talking about getting involved in politics and stuff like that. We have a huge voting block within the biker scene, and it seems like we can never get it together uh, and pull it together. The last time I uh, seen uh, a lot of the bikers pulling the votes was down in Waco, Texas, when they got Abel Reyna voted out by 20 points and he was an incumbent. Why do you think people ain't getting involved in some stuff like this? Because it's politics. It, it's 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 uh, boring for the most part. It's it's a lot of legwork, and that's mm-hmm. legwork though. When you got key people, it's the other thing. If you get the you know you can get the speaker of the house or the committee chair, those guys on your side, then then the bills will move. But when you're uh, you know we went went up to the Capitol, burned helmets, did all that stuff. If uh, if it ain't organized, it doesn't do you any good. Mm-hmm. You got to get the the uh, people in their district to talk to their reps and get their reps doing the movement. Not, you know, they call you in for testimony stuff like that. But the the politicians themselves have to be convinced that they need to do this. Right now, what is the uh, age group that you're uh, seeing now? Is it more? Uh, middle and upper uh, age limit. You got uh, younger kids getting involved in this it's, stuff. It's 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 gray hair or no hair. No. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say it's probably the gray hair, gray beards, which is okay. Uh, There's nothing well, wrong with it, that. It, it was it was black when I started. <laughs> it, that's right. That's right. No no dye needed. You know yeah, what I mean? No dye needed. But why do you think that? you know, compared to the early years of A-Beta, it was much uh, a younger crowd back then compared to what it is now. Correct. I mean, right. that's, just and- the, that's just the way it went. Although some regions depends, and then that's why uh, then it was all statewide. Then uh, in the 80s and 90s, we started our regional program, and it all depends on the regional quarter, like, like uh, uh, what Rob is in his area, how active they are in their area and how well they know the reps. They, you know, the rep knows them by sight. Like, like uh, most of my reps know me by sight. They've seen me. I've gone to some of their fundraisers. That's the other part. You have to have a pack. You got to get a pack going, political action committee, and send them money. It may not be a lot of money, but 50, 100 bucks. You go to their uh, lunches or dinners, wherever they are, and then you, you work the room work the room. You walk around the whole room. You talk to anybody that's a legislator. You let them know what we do, what, what we support, you know, and uh, uh, talk about some of the issues like the unendorsed riders in Michigan. A, a lot of, a lot of riders are, are unendorsed. They don't have a cycle endorsement. That's where a lot mm-hmm. of the fatalities are. Part of that is, you know, our goals, we, 
we fund the uh, education program in Michigan. We pay five dollars out of our plate fee goes to motorcycle safety, and that's run by the mm. state. So just like you hit licensing, one of the things I did when I went to California is I watched them observe the uh, most test. They had it at three spots at that time, motorcycle operator skills test. They had it in uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and San Diego. So I went to each of those facilities to watch how those examiners actually did the test. If it was fair or what. I remember we had one guy there. I went there, and this guy was like 6'4 and you know, 350 pounds, whatever, riding a Honda 90 to take the test. Mm. I was like, yeah, of course, is that, right? Is that really your bike? <laughs> you know? He said, no, I borrowed it for the test and blah, blah, blah. But it was a harder, it was a harder test. But uh, hey, if you got this, you know, part of our issues are where it's important that, that our, our, our members and cyclists in general know what the hell they're doing because the car people will kill you every day. Mm. And I've ridden there. Now, like I said, now Rob, uh, what what is your job? How did you get into a bait? All that good stuff. Yeah, actually, I, I got in. <clears throat> excuse me, I got into a bait after my sister came home. She retired from the Air Force after 22 years. Um, she got into it. I thought, nah, it's just a bunch of old guys. I don't want to be part of that. Uh, I went on a couple of rides with them. I went to a couple of their parties and thought, this is this is the right life for me. So, uh, I jumped in. And when I called in to find out where my regional coordinator was or how I could get a hold of him, my region had been shut down. They had actually gone defunct because people lost interest. Uh, I signed up as the regional coordinator, and we're just steadily growing uh, from ground zero. Uh, I want to go back and answer a question you had earlier, Hollywood, and that's why the younger people aren't so interested in in working with us. I wanted and, to ask you specifically yeah. that question. I was going to specifically ask you, Rob, because you said your boots on the ground. Yep. I was going to ask you specifically what's going on with the younger guys such right. as so, myself, right? Yep. Well, there's two things, and I don't think you fall into one of the categories, but the, the first thing is I think kids, kids, uh, people your age right. and younger – are getting into this they're more used to having rules placed on them you know they're, they're not used to the freedoms that some of us enjoyed in the 70s we didn't have to wear seat belts every time we got into a car just simple things like that and no, we that's a very simple thing right there and and it's a big thing even though it's a small thing right well it is it's a shift in mentality you know when, when i was when i was learning politics the government didn't dictate every single thing I did. You know, they didn't have to control every breath I took or how many masks I had to wear. Um, the, the other thing is younger generation now has crotch rockets. And if you ride a yeah. crotch rocket, odds are good that your, your leather matches your crotch rocket and your helmet matches your leather. Whether it's day glow green or hot pink, you got a matching getup and that's what you're riding. So, you know, like, like the helmet law doesn't mean a whole lot to them because they love wearing their helmet. It's, it's part of the fashion. I say as long as we're able to split lanes here in California and we're doing our job. That's all I say. If we can split lanes here in California, then that, everything's fine. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I need well, to be able to split lanes over here in California. It's interesting that you brought that kind of stuff up, Rob. But what about the causes that Abate's uh, fighting for and could that be, be you know, leading the loss of interest in Abate? It will. And I'll bring up the first one, man. I bump on you guys all the time. He it's does. Like, and, and 
you know, hold on, Mike. If you can't <laughs> ride through fucking grass clippings, then you shouldn't be on a damn motorcycle. Yeah, okay? I, I, I don't know where that comes from. You know, you I, know I, I, that I kind of be... turns that kind of turns guys like me off. That's been riding a long time. It's like, dude, why am I going to waste my time with them? You know, yeah. you're out there, you're fighting. Okay, let's get this grass clipping law going on. My, you know, we got cops over here pouncing on us and never leaving us alone. Don't you think that's a little more important than grass clippings? That's where I'm coming yeah. from. Hundred percent. I, I, I actually in Michigan at least I don't see the grass clippings as being a, an issue at all. Vince, you you can probably tell me better than anybody, but grass clipping seems to be just kind of a general Facebook comment. I've never heard anybody in real life say. Oh, you got to get those you know grass clippings out of the road. Uh, we actually had it here in Illinois, man. A bait mm -hmm. Illinois. Oh, okay, so it's not it's just a meme. You've actually not, seen. I, I gotta it say, Hollywood, you you guys need need a whole lot of driving stuff in Illinois anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's where I'm whole left lane thing. With well, the, Illinois, uh, though, was one of the few states that beat it in their Supreme Court. Illinois, Say it again. If you took it to the Supreme Court and they won in the Supreme Court. What there the grass state Supreme Court? There's a couple. Then, every state, every free state has you know different things that they've done. Illinois was one that they that they, they got the law declared unconstitutional. Unconstitutional in what regard? Like in in the grass clipping thing, or no, in the helmet thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So thing. in the helmet thing. Okay. So I just yeah. wanted to clarify. Yeah, yeah, guys, I think the grass clippings is totally not an abated. Yeah, grass clippings. Right, that that's that's <clears throat> kind of like the 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 big gripe, right? Is like, why are we focusing on on something so minuscule as grass clippings when we've got police brutality and uh, profiling on us? You know, for instance, right. you know, it, it isn't there priorities? And no, that's basically where Hollywood was coming from. Yeah, there definitely is, and in Michigan, we don't talk about grass clippings. Uh, we are, we're big supporters of the MRF. I, I'm sure you guys know what that is. And one of their national oh, yeah. priorities is the uh, profiling. You know, we've been, they've been working really hard on that. And like I said, we're a huge supporter of the MRF. Well, MRF is good, but, uh, you know, you also have double D out there with the motorcycle profile project, sure. which he's been running around and got, uh, laws passed, I believe it's in four states right now against profiling. I know one's coming up in Illinois as well. Uh, where are you guys as far as abate working with uh, the MPP, the Motorcycle Profiling Project? Yeah, Vince, that's on you. No, we're we're, we're you know working with it. Uh, we've uh, you know we attended the meeting of the minds here uh, last month. Uh, or two months ago in, in Pennsylvania, the National uh, Rights Group uh, meeting, the MRF. And uh, there's a lot of big issues going on across the country, but that's certainly one of them. Uh, <clears throat> but we, you know, our, our biggest thing, uh, you know, we got freedom in 2012, freedom of choice. And, uh, and uh, there was a lot of uh, rumors going around here in the fall about them trying to put the law back in. Mm -hmm. I made several trips to Lansing regarding, you know, is it bullshit or is it, or is it a fact? And uh, I walked in the, to the uh, clerk's office, the house clerk clerk's office. And uh, we had, I had done a story with her 20 years ago. She remembered me. And uh, 
as we talked about it. And so she did the legwork for me, went through both the House and the Senate of every bill that was introduced. And there was no helmet bill. There was an ATV helmet bill, but didn't apply to the same section. That's the thing about the law. You got to know there's a section code and then there's a number of the bill. And it's important to know, uh, you know, that they don't just interchange. In other words, if they pass a helmet law on ATVs, they don't use that same section that doesn't apply to motorcyclists. So Right. Rock on. Uh, I do, I do have to say something. This just caught my eye and this ain't nothing on Abate. So this is out that way. Uh, I don't know if this is a actual politician coming in, uh, a Jamie Thompson. I am a Michigan state rep. Please do not be intimidated by your reps. 90% are just everyday folks. We want to hear from you all. I don't know if that's an actual like uh, House of Representatives. Yeah, she she is a member of the House of Representatives. I know who she is, and mm-hmm. I've talked to her, and she supports us. Oh my God, would I love to get her on here right now uh, <laughs> and hey, talk Jamie, to her? Jamie, um, you can see <laughs> my name on here. It is Ball Valve TV on Instagram and every platform. Please message me on there. Yeah, if you could, because I do want to address that. Uh, please do not be intimidated by your reps. Oh boy, I mean you can because go because the problem is is we <laughs> definitely as a community of people are intimidated by our reps. So I would love for someone Maybe like you to come out here. I would love. Well, I would love. You. Someone like her to come on here and actually talk about it. I'm sh- I'm sure she would. I mean, because it's just like uh, the old football one. They all put everybody puts their pants on the same way and the cleats and all this jazz. And same thing with politicians. They just happen to be in that spot so that they right. have that vote, and that's the key part. And I I think that's where Jamie's a good example. She uh she's a supporter. She uh, um, a couple of our people went to some of her stuff before she ran and they liked what they heard. They became friends with us. Uh, if I see her in the Capitol, she says hi to me. I say hi to her. She's very, very uh, uh, friendly. Well, very, Jamie, uh, if, you want to come, if you want to come on, we got a worldwide audience for you. Uh, but uh, we're going to be bringing on Gandhi or what is it? Dandy. I Dandy. Come on, man. Not Gandhi. <laughs> like you're your Hollywoodism. You're You've got Hollywoodisms. Hey, Hollywood. I get- can I, can I make one more point real quick? Yeah, go ahead, man. You, you asked what we're us. doing on the, uh, with the boots on the ground type people like me. Um, actually, I'll be honest. My little sister just reminded me. Uh, one of the things that we're doing on the local levels is getting involved with the police departments and local, uh, even mayors. And as we build relationships with them, that helps us on the profiling standpoint. They see that we're not just a bunch of, uh, you know, of violent people out there trying to cause fights. We're, you know, we're doing all the other socially acceptable things in the foreground. Hold on. Mm-hmm. So so that might be representative of someone in your classification, but what about someone in Hollywood's classification or my classification? Same thing. You know, it's the exact but, same but, thing. But but they but the cops don't look at you the same way they look at us. Okay, I guess uh, I would have to ask you why that is. What are you doing that's different than what I do? Well, the honest truth is is the cops drew the line in the sand back in the day before I was even born. That's the truth. 
Sure. They're the ones that drew the line in the sand and they're the ones that decided to pull me over for doing three miles per hour or over the speed limit. Yep. You know what I mean? So, so, so there's, it, there's thing like, there's things <clears throat> like that, that, that yes, your guys's organization is of course amazing, <laughs> but what about mine? Okay. Why so, is mine, so, why is mine being uh, <clears throat> uh, tormented when, when your guys is, you know, of course, it's well, great. I think, yes. I think they need to be put in perspective, Mike, because they don't know what you're talking about. We're talking about NCOM. They right. are on that level against NCOM. Okay. So, so the the way I see it is, you guys wear a leather jacket. I wear a leather leather jacket or a vest. Our patches look different on the back, but when I interact with a guy at a trunk or tree, a cop. And I go over and I talk to him, I shake his hand and we have a conversation that's about 20 minutes long and how we're going to get people to get off their cell phones while they're driving and running us over. He doesn't see the Abeda Michigan patch on the back. He sees a guy wearing a leather vest with a name tag and American flag and a Fair. patch on the back. Fair. So as, when, when he's riding down the highway with, in his patrol car, he's going to see a guy wearing a leather, leather vest, an American flag, a name patch and a, and a patch on the back. But at the same time, uh, let me interrupt you there. Yeah. They might see that patch, but when they see a three-piece patch with a diamond, that next part. thing you know, all hell's breaking. <laughs> then, so, then all of a right. sudden, like, everything has changed, you know? So and that's that's kind of the they thing that we've been same, trying to they want to change. The they Hold don't on, Mike, they, They'll see you. Hold on on this one, Mike. Because I can tell you profusely... Uh, cause we had it on my morning show once about how the, you know, the old lady, she works in a business where they come in get their coffee and stuff like that. And she asked them point blank, why do you think the way you do when you see somebody riding around town with a three piece patch and a diamond? And the first thing that came out of their mouth was, well, they're nothing but trouble. Mm -hmm. So do you still believe that they see your patch the same as they would a diamond not not necessarily the more educated folks but yeah the the, the general public definitely the, i mean they have no idea what a diamond patch is i can go to any one of my neighbors and say yeah man i'm looking well, at well, I'm, talking diamond about, I'm, talking, I'm talking about cops, cops. Uh, you know I, I i can't answer that you know the I, I i'm guessing that almost every police force knows what a diamond patch or a club member is compared mm. to me but the fact that we're in the same realm, that we're both on two wheels, you know, at least I feel that we're helping. You know, it, mm. it's one of those things where it's a start. Well, it, it is a start, but you do see some of, uh, how can I say this? Some of the disappointment where, you know, you got NCOM and right there, they're, auto, they're automatically attacked by police. You got one creator that goes by uh you know he has the 99 percent biker revolution he's a cop and he's in a cop club and he's I with law fighting bikers and it seems like okay all the it, there's a divide right now i believe within the community between patch holders and those that ain't in clubs because we feel the brunt of what's going on as far as profiling is concerned. And that's maybe why that's a bigger type of issue for us than, you know, because you mentioned MRF, they're real big in the autonomous cars and stuff. 
mm-hmm. where if you really know the history of Abate, it actually started out. And this is one of the reasons why there are clubhouses within the scene is because guys got tired of going to get, get their heads bashed in by cops mm-hmm. going to the local bar. So they decided to just start their own clubhouses up and you know, a bay came out of the incident out of Wisconsin where a patch uh, member was bludgeoned to death by a bunch of cops and he was a patch holder. So that's where a lot of a bait stuff came about. That's where, uh, actually easy riders, all them were involved in it. So easy easy riders, when they sent it out, all they did in the magazine was say, if you want to become a state organization, right in and you and the first president of abate was the guy who rode in in michigan he became the first president mm. because he he got the recognition from easy rider to do that so but yeah right. I agree. there are some cops that you can't change a long time i got pulled over in california when i the cop did finally come up to me he threw the book on the car said he'd been mm. chasing me for 20 minutes or whatever and i said yeah hey some guy cut me off and i was getting to where i had to go to get the hell 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 out of there so it's part of the mm. uh, how you know some cops have that attitude that's that that's what it is and uh it's a tough ad that's why yeah it's one thing if the cop hears it from you or if he hears it from a state rep if he hears it from a state rep He's going to be more, uh, you you close that door by getting the rep to do the legwork. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of state representatives, we got one right here as yeah, we we'll speak. Bring, well, we'll bring her on in a minute, Mike. I kind of okay. like to do it just us three at that point. I want no to worries, get a- no worries. I, I want you, okay. Just want you yeah, to I want to get Abate uh, more time and stuff to get their message out. No worries. Out. No worries. You got uh, it. Because Abate is a great organization and stuff, everybody. It's something that you should be involved in, especially MRF. Uh, uh, they're real good down in uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, but go ahead and Rob, uh, a little more. Oh, I, I, I honestly, I lost my train of thought with regard to that. But uh, one thing I guess we should point out is that Almost nobody that's an abate member confuses themselves with a three-piece patch member. You know, we, we know what we are and what we're not. Uh, so we we do what we can. We work with the local police, with the local uh, uh, politicians, and then we follow Vince down to Lansing and we do what we can on the on the state level. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I can, as president, I can't order a guy to do something. Right. So Lansing's yeah. like uh, what Springfield, like, and, like Sacramento, uh, yeah. like Sacramento. That's our capital. Yeah, oh, state okay. legislature. Just making sure. Hey, so how's Hot Rod doing, man? Hot Rod, he was from uh, A Bay to Michigan. I love that guy. Yeah, he, he, he kind of took a took a walk. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, sorry to hear it's that. It's a polite man. way to say that. <laughs> well, you know what? He was a good guy. He, he was uh, a good guy. Of, I, I, I liked him too. But you know, he is a good guy. He is a good guy. You know, he was there when I needed him and stuff like that. He really did represent at NCOM and stuff. Uh, really loved the guy. So, uh, but not going into politics. Let me get on the. Uh, uh, Dondi right here. Then I want to go to the rep. Uh, I'm yeah, be very interested yeah. in talking to her. Let her get her on. Uh, yeah, she's well with educated. Us. Awesome. Awesome. 
We'll be uh, right back. If you're listening to us on WMMRDB Rockford, baby, we got uh, going on an A8 interview with uh, chapter president right now, as well as uh, an attorney and a regional. And we're going to have a special guest coming up that is a actual representative. And now for something completely different. A vital part of everyday life. A fun place where fun things happen. WMMRDB Okay, right now we're going to have uh, A-Bates attorney coming on right now. Uh, we uh, we got him on. Hey, Dondi, what's up, man? You don't Good evening, me. guys. Good evening. How are you? Good, man. You kind of look like Gandhi. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, man, what's your position within A-Bates? Man, you're on with a shock jock. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, he no. is a shock jock. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. And I want to extend a thank you on behalf of Bate for having us on. You know, allowing us to use your platform and and talk about some of the things that we do. Um, you know, to your point, Hollywood, it's funny. I'm, I'm the attorney for Abeta, Michigan. I'm also the attorney for uh, the Michigan Confederation of Clubs, which is like the Michigan subset of NCOM. Uh, wow. There we go. So, okay. There we go. Now we yeah. can talk. Go so ahead. Yeah, now, guys, now we're here. Well. Okay. But, um, one of the points, and the reason, and Mike, this may this may hit home more with you, Hollywood. Maybe you. I don't know. Don't know your background quite as much as Mike's with his with his recent accident. But um, you know, but I'm a trial attorney. Okay, is my day job, and uh, I represent injured motorcyclists. And you know, you talk about profiling. You talk about discrimination. Um, in Michigan, it comes in a few different forms. Um, one of the one of the, the forms that's come across in Michigan is through our insurance law. Um, you know, Vince can tell you, you know, Rob can tell you the, the storied history between Abeta, Michigan um, and our automobile insurance industry, the struggle it was to get a, a you know, a, a choice helmet law passed, make it adult choice. Um, Abeta was successful in doing that. And the insurance companies have not forgotten about that. OK, they, they weren't happy that it was passed. Um, and one of the things that they've done legislatively um, was they passed some changes um, in our insurance law. Uh, that took effect back in 2020. Mike, I say this may hit home with you more because what it really did was it really, really uh, put the screws to motorcyclists who were involved in accidents, especially with catastrophic injuries. Right. Um, essentially, the way our the way our law worked, um, since we're a no fault state, if a motorcyclist was involved in an accident with a motor vehicle, the motorcyclist um, would make a claim for their medical expenses off of the other guy's motorcycle or their auto insurance policy. And since no fault law was passed, it was unlimited. Okay. It was an unlimited benefit. Oh, wow. Well, what they did, and you can talk to the rep when you, when you get around later on this later on in the show, um, what the legislature did is they passed a law in 2020 where for the first time ever in Michigan, um, when a, someone in a car goes to renew their auto insurance, they can choose to cap their medical benefits at either $50,000, $250,000, $500,000, and keep it unlimited. And what you're finding is many people in Michigan that renew their auto insurance are choosing a low cap, a $50,000 okay. cap. And, that, and that's a worry, to be kind of honest, you know, because like to keep me alive was $1.5 million. Exactly. You know, I, I, I would have assumed with your type of injury, it was very, very costly in medical expenses. Right. The discrimination we're seeing in Michigan is is motorcyclists are the only ones under this new law change that are handcuffed to the to the choice that the other driver made. Everyone else, if you're hit as a pedestrian, if you're hit on a bicycle, if you're hit on an off road vehicle, uh, if you're if you're hit in, a, in an auto, you get the benefit of your own choice. So if you chose unlimited medical benefits, you get it. 
Um, motorcyclists in Michigan under this new law are the only classification of people, you know, motorists who are bound handcuffed to the choice of the other person. Mike, in your situation, if, uh, if, if you were in Michigan, um, if this law was passed and you were hit by somebody that had five, that had chosen a $500,000 cap, that would have probably paid for the first couple days of you being in the hospital. And then you would have walked out of the hospital, you know, with, you know, million dollars in medical bills. Exactly. You'd, you'd yep. have left to your own devices. And that's what we're fighting in Michigan right now is, 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 the, is the insurance lobby. Um, you know, we talk about profiling, which is an issue. You talked about Double D's Project Hollywood. Um, it comes in a lot of different forms. And right now, um, you know, the, the insurance issue is what abate is really fighting in Lansing to get that fixed, to make motorcyclists able to go to their own auto to their own auto insurance. So if they chose unlimited benefits, they get that benefit that they paid for, as opposed to being the only classification of vehicles in Michigan that are handcuffed to the other guy's choice. Um, it's really, really frustrating. How do you, how do you as a, an attorney for both organizations, what do you see as the most pressing issues that are happening right now between the tour two organizations as far as civil rights are concerned? As far as like the NCOM and abate? Yeah. Yeah. So, so profiling is a big issue. Um, that the, the difference, the biggest difference between um, like the Confederation of Clubs, NCOM and abate is um, NCOM handles things more on a national level. So when you're talking about like Double D's organization, they're trying to get federal legislation passed, um, you know, federal profiling law passed. So that if that gets passed, that trickles down to all the states. You know, we're, right. all, we're all covered by that. Whereas mm -hmm. Abeta Michigan is more of a, a state organization. Um, so they're focused more on like uh, on state issues. And certainly Each state has its own particular issues that correct. you guys have to focus on. Understood. Right. That's probably the biggest difference, Hollywood, between the two, between the two. Well, as far as uh, let's go to, well, you, how long you been with uh, the Confederation as an attorney? Um, I've been the Confederation's attorney since 2012. And then prior to that, um, I worked for the Confederation's attorney. Wow. Uh, so I've probably been wow. uh, representing in one shape or way, shape or form, the Confederation probably for about 23 years and, and likewise with the bait. When Damn. do you think that most of the intensity started as far as profiling? Was it after Waco, uh, Twin Peaks? Well, I think, um, I'll tell you what, I think that profiling existed well before Waco, but I think Waco uh, yeah, pulled the yeah. curtain back on it. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think the Waco incident kind of brought it more to the mainstream. Um, you know, people that don't ride, you know, people that aren't part of a club, um, if they're not profiled, it's almost like they, they don't they don't believe that it happens because uh, it hasn't well, happened. The reason I bring that up is because during Waco, they were uh, they had uh, car blanc freaking uh, what's it called blank uh, warrants right there, just signing people's name, and you had vets going to jail, you had members of Abay going to jail, and it was a million dollar bond down there. And it was really sickening to see what happened. And uh, right now they're blocking a lot of the civil cases that were going out of there because, you know, let's face it, Texas is a good old boys club. But, uh, you know, it was so interesting to see those that said that it would never happen. It never goes on. It never happens to me. But if you look at Double D's, uh, you know, motorcycle profiling uh, project uh, surveys, it happens more to independents than it does to us. 
That's an interesting point. And I think, I think that Waco, um, you know, nobody likes to admit when they're wrong. And, and I think when you talk about, you know, with these civil cases and trying to block them, they don't want to admit, you know, a lot of law enforcement officers doesn't want to admit that that was just a, a fiasco from, from Jump Street. Um, the way that was handled, they're coming with a lot of egg on their face. And like I said, I think um, that made such main, mainstream news, uh, not only in Texas, but across the country. I think that that went a long way towards kind of um, letting the non-rider understand um, really what what's going on, you know, why, why profiling is an issue. Um, right. So I, I think that um, I think that went a long way and, and really, you know, really helped as far as time goes when you got folks like Double D, you know, gave him certainly a, a whole lot more ammunition um, to point to um, at the federal level as far as why this, you know, why there's got to be something put in place because, uh, yeah, it's um, it definitely brought a lot of light to that. Right. It did. It did. And not taken away from Maybate or anything. It's just uh, that's an event that uh, needs to be remembered. It's uh, a civil rights type of issue that went down. Like I said, vets were being uh, thrown in jail. Christian clubs were being thrown in jail from that one. It was crazy. And uh, a lot of people seem to forget that period. But now they got the gang task force list down in Texas and a lot of other states where you had a member of a club going to school and he had a legit uh, CCW, a carry permit, and they threw him in jail just because it didn't matter. He had a legal uh, permit to carry, but they threw him in jail because he was in a patch. That's a big one that, that hurts me the worst. You know, like you're totally legal to carry. If that guy wasn't caught around wearing his vest, Theoretically, he would have been able to be fine. But because he was in his vest, all because of that, he's not allowed to carry his firearm. Theoretically, by what Texas says. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. I know every state's a little bit different. I, one of the nice things that helps us get things done in Michigan, to your point, Mike, is um, Abate and uh, the Confederation of Clubs have a, have a pretty good relationship. Um, you know, Abate has been... Um, you know, Abate has been, you know, the folks in Lansing for years, you know, the, like like to Rob's point, the boots on the ground, you know, Abate's been doing that for years and years and years and have developed a, a really strong presence um, in Lansing. You know, they're recognized in Lansing. Um, and where I'm going with this is the Confederation of Clubs, um, you know, over the years, especially since the Hummel Law has been passed, there's been a lot of a lot of sharing information. You know, Abate members will attend uh, Confederation meetings, vice versa. And, you know, a lot of the goals um, you know, whether you're a club member or you're not, um, you know, profiling laws affect everybody. This insurance and laws, they affect everybody. So there's been a lot of teamwork over the years. Um, and that's part of the reason why I think we know we get a lot more done is because we have the clubs involved on the confederation side. We've got, you know, a bait involved um, on their side. And, you know, to that end, you talk about profiling. Um, I think through those efforts, you know, Michigan is, was one of the first states that actually got a, a profiling resolution established. It was um, it was Michigan's representative. Um, you know, that, um, that passed a, a profiling resolution to kind of, you know, open the door, hopefully to stronger legislation to get passed, uh, you know, with double B's efforts to, um, to try to get something past the federal level so that it'll, it'll, you know, cover us all, you know, cover the, cover the entire country as an umbrella. Uh, but it's definitely an issue. Now, how, you know, uh, Rob brought this up before. 
how do you get the younger kids involved? Because now they're, you know, they get decked out when they go on a motorcycle. They really do not care about helmet laws because they wear them now. True. It's tough. It's hard. You know, you've got to, um, you know, it's, it's really, really frustrating. And especially, you know, if you talk to somebody who's more from a club background, you know, you guys know, I mean, you guys live the life, you know, you guys have been stopped. A lot of these kids, a lot of new people, they haven't, um, you know, they, they haven't. And, you know, like with any well, organization. I'm well, I'm talking about, they already wear helmets. They, you know, they wear the whole get up. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, How do you get them involved in aid at that point? If that's all they think it's about. So you know, can I, can I comment on that real quick? Please. Rob. <clears throat> a couple of things we're doing. We're big on awareness and some of the groups that we're working with specifically are crotch rocket riders. We call them into our booths. We have younger people sitting at our booths talking about the insurance laws, talking about some of the other things that Abate is working on. Another thing we, we preach is that Abate will never tell you not to wear a helmet. We just tell you that we give you the choice to wear a helmet or not. And just phrases like that seem to resonate with them because nobody wants to be ruled over. So I think that our active outreach to rocket riders and younger riders is starting to pay dividends on that. Well, you know what? I got to give it to you guys, man. That education program for new riders, that is something else right there. And that's, that's all Vince. Vince yeah, has been In, in Detroit hard. alone. Damn, I lost since my I started the program, I trained over I, I lost my thousand students in Detroit alone, Detroit area. The state won't let wow. me go to the other other areas, but Wayne, Oakland, Macomb County, um, Port Huron and Monroe, over a hundred thousand students since we've been running running the program, right. using the money that we provided with our plate fees. Man, I lost my step rep. She got off. Yeah, well, I was gonna bring her on just now. Yeah, yeah. She, we we were just about to bring her on, but she she uh, unfortunately was like, okay, I guess uh, you guys aren't bringing us in. All right, no worries. <laughs> She bailed on us. She bailed on us last second. Jamie, Jamie you're still well, watching. I see her. I have to tell her that. Yeah, no. <laughs> unfortunately, we can't just bring on people as as they come on. We have to. We have a structure of a show, so it happens. It happens. If Jamie's out there, though, she should really jump back on. She's a big. No, if Jamie wants to come back on, please do, and I'll send you the link or whatever <laughs> you need to do. Yeah, I was just gonna set, put her on, but anyway, anyway. You know, there's a lot of great stuff that ABA does do, and I think the the top one is that motorcycle riders uh, education stuff. But when I started, I didn't go through no riding classes or anything like that. So I think it's a real good thing now. It's it's been it's reasonably priced fifty bucks here. If you take the state oh wow, program. that's a good one. Wait, 50, 50, 50 bucks to do uh, is it usually a two day course? Two day, two to three day course. Yeah, we provide, and we provide the motorcycle, and it's in a it's in a college parking lot or where right. we can get the site. I gotta admit, I even saw in my MSF course there were guys that had been riding quote unquote dirty for 30, 40 years, and they were learning new things on just the basic MSF course and. Of course, I was too. I'm, I'm not sitting here saying I wasn't either, but these guys that have been riding for 30, 40 years dirty, they're learning something new in the MSF course. And that's, to me, 
impressive. It's like, yo, you, everyone's got something to learn, you know? Right. So if you can learn to be safer in, in any regard, I'm an advocate for it. How is it dealing with these representatives? Good question. Well, you have to be uh, aware, first off, when you're talking to a rep, uh, where what what their backgrounds are too to be, you know, um, not to use too much slang or to be professional. That's part of the gig in in Lansing. That really be, uh, you know, you don't want to be uh, too outrageous. Do I got to bring a checkbook? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, the checkbook helps out in the in the election cycle. So, <laughs> by the way. By the way, Hollywood, we got hey, a special guest. You don't have to tell me. I'm from Chicago. I know about the donation. No, but, but ours is all on the up and up. We have an official state pack. We have, three, <laughs> we have a, a treasurer who's not on our board of directors. That he controls the pack fund. He sends, uh, like if I go to a fundraiser, or Jim does, he'll go to a fundraiser. Uh, he'll send in this, the flyer, and then he'll he'll pay the rep, whatever the because they're usually lunches or uh, dinners, uh, 250, 500 bucks, depends. They usually give us a break, though. We can bring in more than one person. So sometimes, particularly if we know the rep, we can bring three or four people there, which helps us work the room more. Rock on. I'm going to put you guys in the back uh, again, and I'll bring you back on. Let me uh, interview your state rep real quick, and I'll bring you guys back wow. on. Sounds good. Great. Go ahead, Mike. You switch them around. All right. Let's go ahead and switch them around. We got Vince and Rob going out. We got, wow, we got Jamie herself. Look at that. How you doing? Are, it... I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. Good. Good. Uh, now, you're a representative. Uh, what are you a rep of? Are you at the state level, federal level? I'm guessing a state level. Yes, I'm a state representative. And I had no intentions on coming on tonight. I was just, I was asked to join the talk and chatting around. And I'm like, oh, crap. He he saw my comments. So, you know, kind of like just put it together here real quick. And I was trying to get my stand and that didn't work. So, yeah, no my, worries. I, no, it's, I, it's all I love it. Uh, vote, I love it. Vote JamieThompson.com. You're running again, huh? Yeah. Well, of course, you're always running. You're always running. As soon as you get elected, you turn it around and you're running again. You um, never stop. No, 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 you don't. Um, so I was just elected in 2022. Um, I am an average, everyday, normal person. I'm actually a nurse. So um, I ran for office after what I saw happen in 2020. And I have another very personal story on why I ran for rep. And that's actually my personal relationship with Abate. That's how I became wow. in contact with them. So now, are you Democrat, um, Republican? Republican. No, I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. I'm a constitutional you're, conservative. You're, you're friends with the channel then. No, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, you, less government. Oh, my God. Well, I make people vote for you. But well, less, uh, it, it is really it's all about less government. Um, we want. The I government agree to with you. Every hey, hey, my, Mikey, let her talk. I know I'm you're getting sorry. excited. I'm excited. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. And see, I am an actual example of a mother and a grandmother and a wife that said enough is enough. Get the government out of our lives and um, start taking care of our kids and our families. 
and give us back our rights and our liberties. And, and I ran. And I ran in a district that was projected to be a Democrat win. And in the state of Michigan in 2022, we lost. We lost the House. We lost the Senate. We lost everything. And I won. So um, that's the boots on the ground. That's the going and talking to people. That's putting in the work. And uh, it pays off. And that's what I did. Now, you say you ran because of uh, 2020. What did you mean by that? Well, uh, in 2020, um, as a nurse, when uh, when the pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, hit, I was a nurse. I was working at a subacute nursing center, and I saw what was coming down the line. Um, I saw us being told to do things that we weren't trained to do. I saw them removing all autonomy from doctors and nurses. I saw them allowing people to die without just treating them for basic symptoms. I saw people dying alone. Um, I couldn't do it anymore. So um, I left nursing and and I got involved in a local race in 2020 and I started um, getting involved in politics. Believe it or not, at that time, my husband and I were not voters. I wasn't politically involved. I believe Whoa. I was always conservative. I wasn't. I didn't know anything. I didn't know what a state rep was. I didn't know what a senator was. I didn't know where the district boundaries were. I really didn't know anything. And um, mm-hmm. we got involved. Um, got really active, became a delegate. And then in 2021, um, our beautiful daughter, today's actually her birthday. Today is her birthday. She would have been 27 years old today. She was 24 years old and she was on the back of a crotch rocket and he was driving drunk and reckless and she had her helmet on and, uh, she was killed. She was gone and she left, uh, three children at the time. They were, uh, three, five and seven dad split. And my husband and I are raising those kids. And uh, today, November 26th, is her birthday. Happy birthday, beautiful. And um, even still, she had her helmet on. You said this happened in March? No, it happened in June. June 24th. June 24th. June 24th, 2021. My husband and I got the knock on the door uh, that she was gone. And um, we have her children. We're raising her children. They're now five, seven, and nine. And um, I reached, well, a bait had come across something I had put out locally downriver here. And um, they knew it was Tamara and a little ice man that connected with me and brought me in and heard my story. And they, they, two things people were skeptical of. They thought, well, you're a nurse. You're going to want to see a helmet. Um, you lost your daughter on a motorcycle. You're going to want to see more restrictions. And I'm the complete opposite because number one, the man driving the motorcycle that had my daughter's soul on the back of it killed my daughter. The right. bike killed my daughter. Right. That's first and foremost. And that's what we're seeing with all this crazy radical gun legislation here. And then um, standing up and saying, okay, I'm taking that pain and I am going to fight like hell. And I'm going to do everything in my power to fight like hell for, for what I believe in and what I know to be true. And um, we're good. We're good. By the way, if you guys and gals are in Michigan, make sure you vote uh, Jamie Thompson. You can go and donate to her cause at votejamiethompson.com. You got a big supporter from this show right now. Yeah, no. So right now, so so I know we don't really tell people, but Hollywood, go ahead and tell her what's going on in the background of the of the radio station. Oh, so right we'll now, go ahead and write it down. <laughs> right now you're on a worldwide uh this is just like a you know second type of platform you're actually on a radio station now with worldwide reach 
Nice. Yep. I, love it. Yeah. I would be. I would love to come on your show anytime and let you guys know. I know. I'm not going to say well, that you there are up, not. You brought up. You brought up gun rights. You know, I I could yeah. talk to you for hours. You brought up gun rights and stuff. And in Illinois, we're having. Uh, it's going through the court system right now about this garbage uh, assault ban. Uh, uh what's it called the uh, assault ban or assault weapons ban right assault weapon yeah mm. and sometimes and i always wanted to ask a question about rep what are your colleagues even thinking where well, they, they believe they can take our second amendment away but god forbid uh we tell you know put our thoughts out there like you were talking about covid how the different platforms were uh censoring a lot of us and stuff and you know you got these uh people out there call you fascist they don't even know what fascist means by the way but at the same time they want to take your rights away but god forbid you know you speak up about it you have to speak up and i can't speak to, to my colleagues or what's going on in illinois but i know in the state of michigan we had um, three gun bills get passed this this term because the Democrats were in majority, so they call the shots. That's unfortunately how it happens. Now we all, all the Republicans on all on two of the three, we all voted no. There was one of the bills, safe storage, that we did have some Republicans. They voted yes on that. I personally voted no. I, there's no gun bill that will will get my vote yes. Period. Because right. why, I, is, why is that? Why is that, Jamie? That you can have the Democrats circle the wagons. They'll always stick together, but God forbid a Republican sticks together. You know, there's there's this narrative that I see still continuing to be being pushed that, you know, conservatives and Republicans need to take the high road. They need to be the bigger person. They need to be the adult in the room. Um, their messaging is stale. That's why we don't have young people being involved in our party. Um, we are not addressing social issues, which social issues, mental health, poverty, profiling, um, the, juvenile, the juvenile justice system, the criminal justice system. These are things that the Republicans aren't tackling, and this is why we're losing our young voters. I think uh, Hollywood just fell in love. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I think Hollywood just fell in love. Well, you know what? She's talking as not a member of the UNA party, but she's right. talking as a person that is like us. You know, yeah. and that's one thing the mainstream media never understood is, you know, they started uh, making fun of Speaker Johnson, uh, the mainstream media, because he didn't have a checking account. He was living paycheck to paycheck. And I sat there and I was like, you know what? I want somebody who represents me living paycheck to paycheck, not a multimillionaire. Right. Damn straight. And I tell people I proudly drive my 2011 minivan with chicken nuggets smashed in the cracks with yep. 200. 17,000 miles on it. And we had my grandson's birthday party at Dixieland Skateland today. And we're just everyday people. And that is why I feel like I was elected in my district because I will never change who I am. I'm a nurse and an advocate first. I constantly say I'm just, I'm a grandma and I'm a mom. And I stood up and I said, I've had enough of this. Well, you're and not lobbying for $5 million a year? No, you know, and my husband says that all the time. He's like, oh, you should be. We don't have a bass boat. Where's our bass boat? We don't have a bass boat in the driveway, you know? Well, um, getting, getting a little more serious, though, because you went through it. And nurses, I love nurses. You know, I like them more than doctors because nurses take care of us better. Yeah. Uh, Damn straight. What about the horrendous stuff that happened to nurses losing their job because of the COVID vaccine? 
it's when they them. sat there and fought it without the vaccine. Now they were huh. a government was trying to make you get it. And if you didn't get it, then they would bastardize you. The whole thing as a nurse was extremely hypocritical. Number one, there was never a vaccine or a flu shot, you know, because there is a difference between a vaccination and a shot, you know, or an immunization and a shot. There was nothing that I ever had to have or get to keep my job until COVID came along. You know, every year I signed off on the flu shot, just didn't agree with it. Um, don't vaccinate my children. Um, believe in natural, more uh, homeopathic, you know, tools to, to health. There's, there's a time and there's a need for medical intervention. And when too much medical intervention is pushed on people, that's when things go wrong. We're, we're relying on nothing but intervention. And we're forgetting that um, people have lived a very long time without that intervention. So that's kind of who I am. But uh, saw a lot with that. I did see a lot of nurses stand up and uh, begin to speak out. I'm sure they were very afraid to lose their jobs. A lot of them went into different fields where they were able to maybe work in home care where they didn't have to work in the hospitals. I know since then they've relaxed the guidelines and you can get your um, a religious exemption, which is another thing. I don't believe that you should have to have a religious exemption or state why you don't want it. You should be able to sign off and say you don't want it. Are you, you know what? Not even have to sign off and say you don't want it. How about say I'm going to sign on for it? Because that that's what they're doing across the board with our by education. The way, uh, by the way, Jamie, the guy. By the way, Jamie, by the way, Jamie, the guys over at Camp Mujuk in South Korea are over there loving you to death. <laughs> awesome. Hey, do you ever follow? There's a great guy, and I want you to follow him because he's one of my constituents. And he lives in Newport. Um, if you're if you're really into what's going on with our Second Amendment rights, two uh, a edu on YouTube. Um, he's got a good following. He has been very much. He is the only other person that I've seen be activated even to the level as one person that a bait has. So when I was saying in the chat how how instrumental a bait is because they do. They go in. They lobby. I've seen them come to my house office building, and that's another thing people don't know. You don't be intimidated about them. They put their socks and shoes on just like you do. They wipe their butt just like you do. Go to their office, knock on their door, open their door. You represent me. I have a problem with this legislation. I want to talk about it. But if they does it in a very professional, um, very friendly, they're non-controversial. They're not looking to get into an argument and become defensive immediately. But they do. They They have days where they come to Lansing and you've got 20 guys in 110 offices and they're going up the ladder, knocking on everyone's door. Hey, we're having hot dogs. Come outside and talk. They've done that, and they've done that generationally. Like I know uh, Tamira and Little Iceman that I've met through a bait here, um, and I've met Jim. Now they're daughters. You know, she was a daughter of an abate member, and now she's doing it. And now her daughter's coming to meetings, and it's generational, and that's what we have to keep doing. And um, people are lazy. People are lazy. I hate to say it, but, you know, the people will say, well, I'm a conservative, I'm a Republican, I got a job, I got to go to work, I can't go to the Capitol, I can't take the time off work. Uh, mm. When your rights are completely gone, was it worth maybe- If you want it bad enough, you'll do work? it. You'll oh, 100%, 100%, because they do. The other side does, the left does, right. is when they want gun control, when they want gun control, they're 5,000 deep at the Capitol. Yep, when, they'll when, do anything they can. Yep, 100%, and we just- 
say, damn it, I'm going to give up. I'm not going to vote. I'm done. It's all gone to hell in a handbag. And we just, we got to get our asses off and stop bitching and moaning and complaining and put in the work. Because it's doable. It. Uh, we got some of your Michigan uh, constituents coming in asking questions. Are uh, Where are you at as far as legalization of cannabis in Michigan? Go That's ahead. a very good question. Well, it is legal. It is legal in Michigan. But we what's are, your stance on it, though? Oh, yeah, no, I, I support legalization. I support I legal marijuana. No, I'm, I'm I, don't, gonna... I don't smoke myself no, because no, I probably no, have okay. a heart attack. <laughs> that's okay, but, but I'm going to be very honest. Someone like me, right, um, that someone that most people cannot relate to in this regard, um, believe it or not, marijuana does not take away my pain. I don't want people to think that, okay? But what it does allow me to do is allows me to focus on whatever I'm doing. Now, for me, for instance, I lost my, my leg from a drunk driver at 80 miles per hour. I saw that. Right? So, for me, I have <clears throat> dead ligaments and dead uh, nerve endings at the end. Now, at the normal cutting block, they would cauterize the endings of those mm -hmm. and make it where your pain is pretty much none. But for me, I have this lifelong struggle that I'm going to have to deal with. Now, do you, have, do you have phantom pain? I do have phantom pain. So this is something that I'm going to have to deal with for life, right? Now, ever since the actual, the, the actual hospital, when I was in there for about 12 days, I quit all nar uh, narcotics, uh, opiates, opioids, all of it. And it was all because my mom snuck in a steezy weed pen to the hospital. And to this day, that is what keeps me off of all medication. So if, if, if I've got to be real, if whether I'm taking an Oxy, a Roxy, or Norco, or if I'm smoking some weed, which one are we going to talk about is better for health? Honestly. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and, and yeah. it, it's helped me in, in many different ways. So, but that but was, no something, that was an you know what, Jamie, I would really like to uh, be able to get you on and uh, interview you in death. Uh, Cause you do sound like, uh, well, this is something uh, a lot of people are asking reps right now. Uh, but what do you think of the Republican uh, primaries right now, or do you think they should be not existent? <sighs> you know what? That's, that's a hot mess. Um, I thought really hard about that. And, um, the only thing I can say is, man, someone's got to stand up and kick some ass. And what my focus is going to be is on Michigan. Michigan is crumbling. We're losing everything we got. I can't really, you know, I don't want to get involved in, in the war in the Middle East. I don't want to get involved in the presidential election. I want to focus on Michigan, my district. And I tell people, you know, families are, aren't even making it paycheck to paycheck. Kids aren't even going to have Christmases this year. The roads, the damn roads that Whitmer keeps saying she's going to fix, they're crumbling. Um, we've got one of my cities in Taylor. It's turning into a homeless pop-up city where um, it's not fair to the homeless population and to the vets that are on the street because of mental illness and no one's helping them. You know, we're not helping our people. When we help our people and our, our my, my district is locked down, then I'll focus other places. But I will say this. When we get a president, which we have had in the past, that cares more about America than any other 
country, then we're going to get back on track because we are not, we are not locking down our borders like we should be. We have we every need, right we, to, to protect. We need to, get, we need to get you to the federal level, man. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. And and here's here's the thing. Uh, bikers for Jamie, man. I'm gonna yeah, bikers for Jamie. Yeah, I'm bikers, all over that. bikers for Jamie. Jamie. I agree. I agree. You know, here's the thing, right? Is a lot of people want a, this big change, but yet they'll only vote on the let's say national level, federal level, meaning uh president, vice president, that kind of stuff, but they won't vote for their local government. And, and that's what they're um, and, and, and if you want change in your area, you're going to have to vote for your local government. And to me, that doesn't, it blows my mind that people are sitting here going, why isn't, why am I not seeing change? Meanwhile, they're only voting for the presidential election once every four years. And that's it. Because the other side, took the, because the other side took the long game because the Democrats took the long game and Republicans, um, you know, we always think outside of the box. Uh, we're very opinionated, uh, maybe a little irrational at times, um, nonconformists. So it's hard to get us all on the same page. But that local level, I was able to, this election cycle, we had two cities in my district where now I'm, I'm the elected official that represents them. So I got involved with the mayoral elections. We got one Republican conservative elected in the city of Rockwood a Republican city councilwoman who was kick-ass. And then um, in Flat Rock, we almost got a Republican through. He only lost by 43 votes. So now that's how you do it. You can't have, you know, you, you go and you'll pull up voter rolls and you'll see, well, this district votes heavy Republican. This is a Republican district. But everyone on their city council, their school boards, their uh, township executives, they're all Democrats. We, we need to be doing that local level and they need to vote in every single election. They need to be the poll workers, the challengers. They need to be involved. They need to be talking to their neighbors. You go to the gas station. Hey, buddy, how much is it costing you to you know, fill up your gas tank? Well, shit. You know, what, what, what's going on with your neighbor? Where are you guys working? You guys having a hard time? I mean, people yeah. are just so wrapped up into not engaging with their neighbors anymore. Um, and, and damn it, start protecting our kids. I mean, I have to send my grandchildren to parochial school because there's no way I'll let them go to public school. There's no way. I mean, we spend the majority of my paycheck for them to go to parochial school. Because- I'm, I'm the same way. I, I put my daughter into charter school because yeah. I cannot stand the the idea. You're in Cal, dude. You're in, I'm Cal- in California. California. So, oh so exactly. God. So I'm in California. So heck- I got to put her in a charter school. Like, no way you're going to public. Dude. Yeah. Well, well Jamie, you got a lot of bikers for Jamie, man. I like to have you on and uh, just yeah. do some stuff. Sure. One thing I will, one thing I will say too, real quick before getting off is the bikers in Michigan or in the, in the communities that I grew up in. So I grew up in Southwest Detroit. Um, a lot of you know the older men in my family were um, not in, but associated with the highwaymen. You know, very known. Um, I grew up right in that neighborhood down close to downtown Detroit in the Southwest side. It's really Hispanic now. Um, we grew up with, with motorcycle clubs that did good things in the community, that people knew that they were there for the Toys for Tots. They were there for That's the right. veterans. They were there for the moms. They were there for the single moms. They were there for the widows, the widowers. They they do good things. And the opinion that they have on the profiling, I don't think we see it as much where we live because they know how involved they are in the community. 
and the things that they do. And they do drives and causes and, and making those connections with law enforcement. And they know them by name. And that's how you do it. You get involved with your, your police departments, with your commissioners. People don't get involved. You ask, ask your viewers, do you know who, can you tell me three of your county commissioners. Tell me what tell your you. school board members. Yeah, you can't, but you got to know. But I'm being honest. I know, I know. I know. If we can get her on next Sunday, guys, just her and uh, you guys can uh, bikers for freaking uh, Jamie, man. I like that. Bikers hey, Jamie, for- do me a favor. I, my Instagram, <laughs> all my stuff is the exact same thing right here as Ball Valve TV. I, I, I sent you a, I sent you a message asking Perfect. how to get. Perfect. I did my- yeah, we'll, yeah. Me and you will talk. Uh, and we'll, yeah, we'll uh, get a big support going. We'll talk to a We'll we'll, hey, we'll, we'll get you going. Yeah, when <laughs> um, when Jim, it was so funny because Jim gave me the endorsement. Um, he's see, I thought he was the president. What is Jim what is, is the legislative director? Yes. So Jim. So when he me he and I talked on the phone, we did a little interview, and he gave me the endorsement. And I just put up a nice little thing that I was endorsed by a bait. He calls me. He's like. What the hell did you do? We've never endorsed anybody that we got so much attention. Like people are blowing the phone up. I don't know what it was. I don't yeah. know. If it's a big deal. I promise. But I, I thought it was a big deal. I was like very happy to to be involved with with a bait. They're great guys. I love them, man, and I love the women. But anyway, I'll let you guys- we, I can tell you, we definitely appreciate your support, um, and we hope you know that you have a bait support, and we'll continue to do so. Um, I know. That- we got to get We're very lucky to have a legislator like uh, like Representative Thompson in our state. We yeah, need bikers for the, Jamie, man. Yeah, bikers for Jamie. Bills, insurance bills moving. They took their football and went home before they addressed it. Awesome. We appreciate your support. All right, guys. You guys have a great night. You okay. as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jamie. I appreciate you. All right. All right so we're we, going to bring uh, Rob back on. We're yep. going to bring Vince on. You guys got to get a freaking movement together for her, man. Yeah, look at this. How do you think she got elected? (laughs) Okay, okay, all right. I respect that. (laughs) Jim, she talked about Jim. Jim was president uh, of a bait in the uh, 70s and the 80s, early 80s. So, and Jim is still involved legislatively. And um, so that's what he said. She, you know, we supported her, and you see who you see the kind of rep she is. That's oh, she's awesome, we man. wish all our reps were that way. I can tell. I wish my reps here in California were a tenth of that. You know what I mean? Well, they're so, too busy. In, uh, no, I can't even. I can't even talk to a rep here in California. I can't even talk to them. They're too busy for me. But well, most of my early uh, experience riding free was in California because Michigan had a helmet law then and I would ride out west so I could ride free. And uh, you guys got a beautiful state. I can't believe it's been that long that that you had a helmet law for now over 20 years. It's true. It's true. It's it's very different. You guys have the – and you have the meat. You've got the, the boots on the ground that we could never get. I mean, as long as I'm going to be real, as long as we can split lanes, we beat everybody. That's it. If we can beat you guys in in lane splitting and get to our place, uh, by an hour and a half faster, I'm fine by that. Well, we're looking at it. We hope to get that done 
maybe everybody's maybe out there uh bikers for jamie hashtag bikers for jamie. hey look at that look at that yeah <laughs> yeah we love We're to get that going i also like to get dondi uh on by himself too mike so i'd uh, talk to him about some stuff as legal firms and uh i thought it was a great show today with uh abate they really put some uh uh, stuff to the side that uh, a lot of stuff goes around on the internet. I appreciate that. They debunk some of that. And uh, right. we got some good guys and Robin and Vince uh, from Michigan. And they, they, I'm telling you what, they're supporting a kick ass candidate up there. But yeah, yeah, I like day on again and uh, all that good stuff, Mike. So get to work. We hey, appreciate man. having your, your sharing your platform with us, guys. Uh, you guys do fantastic work for the motorcycling community. And, you know, we're glad that. Uh, Head us on to you know put our little little piece of the world in on uh, on your show. Cool oh, man. man, I appreciate it. But yeah, Donnie, uh, get a hold of Mike. We'll get you on. And of course, uh, bikers for Jamie. That's a new one. We're gonna start that one. Yeah, uh, that's Donald all of a sudden Donald. now a thing right here right now. Yeah, start a movement. Yeah, that's on. right. All right, everybody, I'll be back on uh, tomorrow morning with the Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. Uh, we'll get these guests back, and uh, it was a great show. Uh, everybody stay safe out there. Stay warm. It's freaking snowing here in the middle. Right here. It's beautiful, 70 degrees. You know what I want to do, dude? Yeah, I, hope, I know, I know. Just, I hope just California go just freaking cracks off the freaking Boom! And that's it for a Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. Oh, Don't man. forget to oh, visit man. us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and all major podcast platforms for all the replays of Motorcycle Madhouse.